It's the power of God. Where is the power, church? Where is it to be living from? In me or externally? Who can tell me? Where's that? In us. See, this dawned on me the other day. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says this. Now to him, Jesus, who was able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Who believes Jesus can do anything? So, according to the power that's in you, will be according to what he can do. Can you hear that? Now to him, God, who is able to do immeasurably more than I can even dream, according to the power that is in me. So, little power, probably going to see little things. Big power, probably going to believe in bigness. See big things. See him do big things through me, in me, because of the power, because of the word of the cross, is the power of God for those who are being saved. That, my friends, is not a one-off event. That's a process. And it's a lifetime. The one of the thing is that we are justified. Thank you, Father, for justifying me. Thank you for coming and dying on a cross. Thank you for going three days into the ground and coming back up for a resurrected life. Father, I want to enter into now sanctification. I want to enter into the power. I want to experience the power. Paul said, I want to know I want to know it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to get a feeling of it. I don't want to just have an intellectual knowledge in my head. I want to know it. Ginesco, intimately know what it's like to feel the power in me coming out of me. Paul said it this way, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me, and in my weakness, your power through the word of the cross is perfected. See, we've lost this. We're preaching another gospel today. Come to Jesus, he'll make your life all this rosy, happy stuff, he'll bless you, all these things. But will we preach the cross? Because Paul said, I'm only ever going to preach Christ and Christ crucified. Christ and Christ crucified. And everything through Christ and Christ crucified, for those who are allowing Christ to crucify their flesh, they will come into these things. But you know what? And I'm no guilty. I want the outcome of that process. Anyone else? Man, I want the blessing, but I don't want to go through what you went through. I want the one minute blessing from the Lord. And I want everything now. He says, there is one way. There must be another way behind me. You see? You've been looking. That's honesty right there. Come on, man. There's got to be another way for me and to die. I don't like that message. Because I've got a dream, I've got a vision, I've got a ministry, did you know? Man, come on. Greg, there's only one way, son. It's through the cross. Yeah, I heard that. I preached that on Sunday. Didn't like it much. I'm <laughs> 
Someone will be able to man. And the person that's going to behead him 
receive Jesus from the word that's being presented and they both get beheaded together. What is in? What is supposed to be in the church that sees things of the future and goes, I can receive that now like Abraham did. I receive it now, but I haven't yet received it till the future. I'm seeing a city built, and I've seen it, and I receive it by faith. It's in me, and it makes me live accordingly. See, I'm telling you here today, I'm going to my message, but our destiny is an eternal one. It's an eternal inheritance. Yet we're anchored to the world. We're anchored to all its ways. We're locked down. And through the word of the cross, there is life, resurrected life, for now and for the future. And there are things that God wants to break off our lives, set us free, so we can live freely here, being free, not just speaking about it. I want to know freedom, Lord. I want to know it. I want to live in it. I'm sick and tired of being bound by depression. I'm sick and tired of being bound by jealousy and bitterness and anger and pride. I want to live in a resurrected life. Well, he says, if you do, come to the cross. It's horrible. You'll squirm. Your flesh will squeal. You'll be like a baby when the milk gets taken out of its mouth. Ah! We may have to come to the cross like this. Your flesh is being crucified. And your flesh does not want to be crucified. It wants to live. I want to have my way. Hey, Jesus, let's burn them down. Luke, they didn't give us what we wanted. So let's burn them. Let's toast them right now. Boys, we're still living in self, aren't we, boys? Have you not learned anything? I didn't come here to destroy man. I came to save man. What spirit are you operating of? Because it's certainly not the spirit of God. What are you saying, Jesus? I'm a disciple. Mm-hmm. You're the same Muppet that told me that I wasn't going to go die. And tried to stop me from going to die. And I hadn't said anything. Get behind me, Satan. Because your thinking is set on your own interests, not on God's. It's funny, isn't it? Every time Jesus tried to go to the cross to die, the disciples didn't want him to go. Think about that for yourself. Every time God says, come on, it's time to die, we don't want to go. Do we? We think of every excuse to get out of the book. Sorry, to get out of it. Let me justify this away. Hold on a minute. I'll throw this in for a laugh. Tithing. Okay? In my experience of Christians with tithing, it's the very thing they try and wriggle out of. And they go to scriptures and they try and go to all the things, and you know what? No one ever gives up, they always give down. I'm going to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's a laugh. And we try and justify it away, we go to all the things, it's like, hold on, why don't we just, like, just go like this? Are we part of the family? Yes. Well, are we? Maybe, maybe not. And do I want to take care of the family? Because we're supposed to be known for love and unity. We're supposed to be building something with the substance of the Spirit of God, not my individual wants and purposes. And I come here every week and I receive worship and, and the Word and coffees and all these things. So why don't we just invest into the house, into one another? No, no, I've got to justify because we won't go to the cross. Because it hurts. But you don't know what they did to me, Greg. You don't know the way I was treated and what they said about me. And yes, it sucks and it hurts. But you know what? What are you going to model? What's coming back? Is it going to be a smack in the face? Are you going to take all that? Or is the church going to put on love? Is the church going to offer grace back? 
then I don't deserve that. How do you treat me like that? Because there's something bigger in me, because I've gone to the cross. You see, what different are you? If someone hurts you and you retaliate back, you're no different than what's coming at you, are you? Am I? See, will anybody model Christianity? Will anybody model what he modeled? And went, Father, I've just been beaten, whipped, slandered, spat on, these things on my head, I'm bleeding. But Father, forgive them. The only way you do that is because he knew, knew his Father. He knew who he was. I want to have the knowing of Christ. I want to have the power of the resurrection. And I want to have partaking in his suffering so that I can be part of the first resurrection and run, come back and reign with him. Now we need to get a living revelation of what I've just said. And if we would, you watch your whole life change. You watch your priorities shift. You watch what you think is important shift. The telly would go off and the Bible would be open. We'd be in every prayer meeting and I'm talking about making, you'd be, you'd be so contained in this, you'd have to, you'd want to. The word of the cross is the power of God. We better have the power of God because it's the thing that overcomes self. Why do you think it's such a struggle? Because it's you trying to live for you in your own strength and me. I'm preaching at me. If the words come out wrong, I'm speaking to me. So I just want to make that clear now. It's been my journey. I don't want to know. You don't understand. Me, 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 me. How about this? Lord, it sucks what's happening. It sucks and it hurts. I'd love to give someone a right on jab. I'd love to. But you say this. You say that the power of the cross, the word of the cross is the power of God. You give me multiple demonstrations of what it looks like to be a follower of yours. I don't want to burn people up. I want to love people. So, Father, I submit to you today. I submit this flesh that wants to have its own way. I submit it unto you. And God, I'm believing that you're going to activate something from spirit to spirit. Because I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I'm believing in you like the scripture says that Simon told me about last Sunday. So I'm coming. And I want a transaction to happen because you promised me a transaction. And I'm asking with faith today, single-mindedness. Because I don't want to live like this. I want to be in the freedom that you bought and paid for me. And this thing is stopping me from entering into it. And you watch God move. Why do you think Jesus said this? The very first words of the guy's ministry as an adult was what? A simple word. A powerful word. Anyone tell me? Repent. Ooh! That's strong, right? No, it's just the word of Jesus. Repent. Because the kingdom is right here. Return. You know, the Bible is all oh, a story of this. God first is people, He loves us. We go, thanks very much, and we walk away. This is history. Oh, he brings us back. It's good for a moment. We walk away. This is awesome over here. It's not so good. Hey! Woo-hoo! Here we go again. Cool. We go back. Oh, don't really need you now. Thanks very much. That's it. That's the Bible. And for his grace... For his ultimate grace, which by the way is his protection so he doesn't kill us. His grace is his protective barrier around us so he doesn't kill us. And he enables us this incredible grace so between here and here, your life and your death, you can work out your salvation as his grace covers you and enables you to do it. Wouldn't want to be in the Old Testament, would we? Was it looking so good for some of those people that disobeyed him? Woo! Just got smoked. And there is a judgment coming, church. Wake up! There is a judgment coming. We're between here and here and death. There is a judgment. What did you do while you're on your earthquake seminar? How did you appropriate my word and my life and my will in laying your life down for my will, my dreams? 
Do you want loss or do you want gold? Because there's a suffering. There's a loss that says in Corinthians and there's a reward. It ain't all the same. We've been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked by ourselves. Go read the Bible. It tells you very clearly those who build on gold, silver, precious stone will receive. Those who build on wood, hay and stubble will be saved but will receive loss. We need to wake up and come out of the apathy that we have led ourselves into. We only have to blame ourselves. Meaning leadership and congregation because we're all one, we're all a church. And if we can just say this, we're all messed up. We're all messed up, aren't we? Let's be honest, come on. We're all messed up. We're all from the kingdom of darkness. We have the seed of the kingdom of darkness within us. You do not know what spirit you are from. Anyone born in the kingdom of God here? No one's good. Not even you, Jesus, my Father. So we're all born over this side of the fence with iniquity which causes us to sin. And by the coming of the Lord, we're all stuffed. Put it lightly. But out of His ultimate love, one Colossians, Colossians 1 says, He rescued us out of this into here. Yes? We will receive His Spirit. Does that Spirit go? No. It comes with you. It's called the flesh. And there's a war that rages. You do not know the spirit you are operating of, Peter, right now, with John and James. It's of not of me. But Lord, it's in me. Yeah. And that's why I give you my word and my spirit and one another to overcome the flesh. So what happens is this. Here's us dominating over time. And this beautiful transaction of he must increase and I decrease happens. And joy and peace and righteousness and grace come forth out of the church. How do you think it happens? Oh man, we want the flipping wheat bits packet wrapper one. Just give me grace. Oh, it's lovely. And he'll do that to a measure, won't he? But how, what happens when we are in conflict? What happens when we are struck against? What happens? What comes out of you? The spirit of darkness, where you're from, or the spirit of life? Kurt, that really doesn't look like joy coming at me right now, bro. If it does, it looks weird with two fists clenched and a tongue that's on fire. Well, that's what's in him, it's coming out of him. But God, I'm a son of God. Yeah, a fallen one who has not yet arrived. And we're on the process of becoming perfect. Where? Through the word of the cross. It's the power of God. Every time you come here and you die, you get a measure of power to live the life out. Every time you give of whatever it is that's in you, and you grab hold of him, there is a death sentence, there is a death process that happens. And you come more into joy and peace and righteousness. These things aren't feelings, they're substances of him. No one can rob you of your joy, church. Don't believe it. You either have it or you haven't. You may have happy feelings. No one can rob you of your peace. Because your peace is Christ. That's like saying you can take Christ and be out of me, be out of me as you want. The only reason that people can do those things is we give them authority or power. Why do we care what people think about us? Why do we care so much? I can't rob that if I'm in the kingdom. The kingdom being within me and it's found at the word of the cross. It's just the question is, will we go to the word of the cross? Will we go to the cross? But I went there, Lord, I went there 14 years ago. I came in, had a massive encounter in my workplace. I went there. Are you telling me that I've got to go there again? Mm-hmm. Because what does repentance really mean? 
There's micro and macro repentance, okay? Micro repentance looks like this. God, I'm looking at porn again. Oh my goodness, help me, Father. I don't want to be here. Please forgive me for this. Your forgiven son walks straight back into the throne room. Here's micro repentance. We made that macro. God has died for my sin. Once and for all. See, iniquity and sin, how much time do they? They're different things. He's died for me to miss the mark. I continue to miss the mark, so I continue to look at stuff on the internet. I die for it, Greg. When are you going to come into grace? When are you going to come into the revelation of grace? When are you going to come into the fact I sealed it with my blood on a cross 2,000 years ago? And get the revelation and stop whinging and pining and looking at the stuff. You get grace that empowers you out of the stuff. Get your eyes on the things above. Set your mind on the things above. And come on. Sit on me. We're not entangled in sin. Eyes on me, son. On the word of the cross. And you'll get catapulted out of that into him. In me. Woo! Macro repentance is this. Okay? And this is where we always mess up because we don't even realize it because of pride. So here's macro repentance. I want to find this and read it. If I can find it. I need a breath. That's right. Uh, where are you? Here we go. Poor Terry, he's trying to follow me today. Sorry, mate. Means this. Repent a complete change of spiritual and moral attitude toward God. To change one's way of life as the result of a complete change of thought and attitude. Well, here we go. Ask the question. Anybody ever write? Anybody think they know it all? Any takers for 50 bucks? <laughs> Remember where we've come from. Come from the kingdom of darkness. Think like the kingdom of darkness. Act like the kingdom of darkness. My whole posture, how I build up, kingdom of darkness. So we need a revelation of where we've come from. It's not a pretty place. It's so filthy, and Bible calls it um, filthy rags. You won't get what that is. This is where we've come from. And he says right now, if you want to think like me, you need to be transformed through the renewing of your mind through the Spirit of God, the living truth, and come into the complete truth, knowing, not having a head knowledge, a reality, an experience of knowing me. So that's a whole lifetime, isn't it? And this is what I meant before. If we can just all acknowledge and go, none of us have arrived. None of us are where we are wanting to be, but I'm content with right now today because your blood has bought me with a price, so I'm content. But I'm discontently content because I want more of you. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm hungry. Well, we sing it as a reality. And if we are and we move towards Him, He will feed us, and our minds start to shift and change, which brings us into more freedom. The reality in which we preach and we read about becomes the Word became flesh. You're becoming like the Christ. Not many gods, but the substance. So when you are offended, what comes out? Love. If you can have all the bells and whistles, signal. You can go to the gym and try and work get your glorified state before the time. That's what I'm working on. I want the glorified body before it actually comes. I want to tell him. It's alright. Give, it give it to Simon. He needs it more than that. What a fool! I am. We can all just say, you know what? None of us are right. God, will you show us? You've given us these gifts to help us grow. Can we please have revelation of the gifts so we can see what's on the person, not the person? Because it's for us. A gift is for us. We don't get a gift and leave it on the shelf. If you do, you're a fool, give it to me. I'll have a look and see if I like what you get. And if we can all walk with humility... Why do you think blessed are the poor in spirit is the first beatitude? 
Can we walk in humility? That's a big ask. Why? Because we've all come from the kingdom of darkness. And it rules in and some of us. We have his spirit. And Paul put it this way. Everything I want to do, I can't seem to do. Everything I want to get to, man, I'm struggling here. It's truly phenomenal that God would give us his spirit. Knowing that the, the, the thing that's within us. That's why he said, good teacher, don't call me good. No one is good. I'm a good person. Hold on, the Bible just tell me no one is good, so why are you telling me you're good? Chris, why are you telling me you're good when this says no one's good? Am I going to believe Chris or am I going to believe the Word of God? Really? I think a lot of us believe in the Word of man. See, how do you know what I'm preaching is true? Are you going to go and look? I've just spouted out a whole lot of scripture without even going to the Bible. Is it true or not? So we can get to this place and go, oh, it's really not what even about. Hear what I'm saying. It's not about right or wrong. It's about love and unity. And if we have love at the core of who we are, we'll be able to walk together and figure out what truth is. Because none of us know it, do we? Anyone want to put a hand up again to go, I'm the oracle. I know it all. I've been hiding in the back for the last five years, Greg, and you haven't even seen me or acknowledged me. And it's me. <laughs> no. So, can we be humble enough and love one another enough to be able to discover the fullness of this truth. Because Jesus and his disciples is a typology of what you and I are to be doing. And some of us are going, oh, that life group stuff, complete waste of time. I'm okay, you're on my own. I don't need to walk together with anybody. Plus, I haven't even got time. Because I'm still living for me. Going to have the family, have the kids, go on the holiday, do all these things. I'm not saying those things are wrong once they're anchored into the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But, Man, I'm telling you, every one of us and myself need to go here every day and probably stay here, carry this around again. Now, although it's feeling a bit lighter, actually feeling really light now. Now this is actually, it's in me. Now it's a whole lifestyle. I'm carrying it within me. That's why we haven't got a cross in this building. Because the ultimate is within you. It's in me. I'm living a lifestyle of repentance. Father, I'm turning to you. I'm loving on my brothers and sisters and the world. I'm being persecuted for walking in this truth. But I'm going to continue to love and put on grace. Because the Bible says that the manifold wisdom of God is to come through the church. The manifold wisdom, the multifaceted aspect of his nature and his character are to come through you and I. So a heavenly realm would see it and something would shift. No, Greg, I'm living to have a nice, comfortable life where I find a job, some kids, a holiday in the batch in the Coromandel, and I'm happy with that. We have been bought with an incredible price to become the people of God. And what he has on offer once again, it's not even about what's on offer. If you love me, you will seek me. See, we can't have this motivation where we go, well, I just want the good stuff because all that, that's still feeding the flesh and you'll be found out. If you truly love him and want what he has, then you will receive from him reward. But if all we do is go, man, I just want that eternal thing, you'll be found out. Your flesh will speak more. You need the power of God within you and me, which is found at the word of the cross. Christ 
in Christ crucified. Let me read you the words of Paul, and then I'm going to end it. And I get the music guys back. These words are truly annoying. See, this man, he lived a life. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but he lived his life for you. You realize that? This man, Paul, laid down his life for you. Isn't that phenomenal? Didn't even know you. He laid down his life for you. Enemy. People that have gone before us have laid down their lives for you and me. And I reckon that God said, This man's going to write 13 books in my living word. We should take note of what the man says. He didn't just write it, the man lived it. And said, I'm not going to speak anything that God has not done through me. Which says some pretty crazy things for the amount of stuff that's been preached today that hasn't been lived. That's why there's no life on it. The only word that has life is the life that has been lived. It's called a testimony. Not a theoretical head knowledge of some principle. I'm not saying that's not okay, but don't think that's the living word. You've got to come into the living reality of the principle. We're good at preaching the principle. There's not too many that are actually living the principle. But we are called to live the principle out. Listen to what he says. Colossians 2.1 I love the title, You Are Built Up in Christ. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face. I love this guy's heart. Let me read that again. I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. The Colossian church. He's in a struggle. What's he struggling for? What's he struggling for? Well, I reckon it's truth. He's in a reality that he wants the Colossian church to come into, and he's in a spiritual warfare. I'm struggling. I'm in this warfare going on. God, show me these things, and I'm going to speak them out. I'm in, I'm in prayer for you. I'm at the foot of the cross for you. Praying that the eyes will be open, Colossian Church, and coming into, but not only you, but for everyone who hasn't even seen me yet. I put it down in a book for those who will never see my face, but can hear my words through this incredible thing called the Bible. I mean, the guy who wrote it, what, how many thousand, a couple of thousand, you know, like 1900, maybe 50 years ago. And it still exists. So Paul speaks today. He says, I'm in a struggle. And for the church of Laodicea, what was the church of Laodicea known for? Having everything in no need of. It's okay, God, we don't need you. Got the flash clothes, got the gym membership, got the two and a half looking kids, got the perfect wife or husband, going for the helicopter, got the lovely building, gee, when it's a bit cold, we wins because the aircon never came on. Got everything. Got the conferences, got the books. Can you put a picture of that book up for me, Terry? Check this out. This is Christian material. How to make one hell of a prophet and still get to heaven. You can buy that at Manor. 
Now, you might not be able to. I'm using that as a reference. You can buy that at Christian Bookstore. Put down this one. Becoming a millionaire God's way. for these three people, you and me, the Colossians, everyone that's existing there, the latest sense, he says that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love. See, we're like a beautiful jersey that can knit your nana knit together. The one that you probably never wanted to wear because it was a bit sad. But you know what? She knitted it with love. Her heart for you and me. It's always a bit too short in the arms. <laughs> Knitted together in love and attaining to all, all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding. I'm praying, praying for every one of you. On wrestling, that your hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge, a true knowledge, a living knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ Himself. Now listen to this. In whom? In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The word of the cross, Christ and Christ crucified, and the testimony of Christ and Christ crucified. In him is found wisdom, treasures, knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you from from persuasive argument. Put the books back up, please, Terry. That's just an example. Ten ways to do this. Ten ways to do that. Ten ways to do this. Go find this purpose. Go find that purpose. Create 50 million dreams for yourself. Chase after you. No! Chase after the cross. And the word of the cross. If God gives you a dream, He will. Awesome. It's anchored in the cross. And the word of Christ. And Christ Himself. Not in me. Will we go to the cross? Because all the knowledge, all the treasure, all the wisdom... The eternal inheritance for you is in this book. Woo! We're going to learn about it. We're going to awaken the church in New Zealand to the eternal inheritance that the church has done this. Pick it up if you don't understand it. Because we're living in the now. What about the now? The now is good. And you get a revelation of that, your now will be empowered. But let's be honest, does the church of Jesus Christ in this nation look like Christ? While we continue to look for the now, while we continue to look for our dreams, do we look like Him? There's the challenge. There's the goal. Then He says this. Verse 8. See it. That no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men. According to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. You know what that is? I'm not knocking it. I don't even know the person that wrote it. Probably wrote it with good intent and right heart. That's tradition to me. Let's, let's get past the process. Let's take out the process. 
Let's go around this another way. You want this blessing? No, no, avoid that. It comes this way. It's the true gospel. It's not the sugar-coated gospel. But some of us, men in the church, are trying to lead and win people by. Repent, because the kingdom is at hand. We need to die and continue to die so we can come into resurrected life. If the guy that I love with a lot of my heart said, I want to know you, I want to know the power of your resurrection, and I want to have fellowship with your suffering so that I can be part of something in the eternity. And I think we need to take note of that. We need to contend for that. Not that I have already obtained it, he says, church, but I press on towards the upward call, which is for every single person who will put their lives in the hands of the one who will define their lives and lay a life down. judge the world, not yell against it, but would model truth and love, grace and truth, grace and truth. And I thank you, Father, that you are bringing this community into a greater depth of understanding, a greater depth of reality within us, Father, of what the kingdom means. To be able to see as your son. To be able to hear as your son. To be able, Father, to be able to, when the words come off the mouth, our actions match our words. That we wouldn't be hearers of the word, but we would be doers of the word. That those two things would be married together in the authority and the power and the resurrected life of Christ. The authentic expression of A unified people built on and in love. It's your prayer for your church. In John 17, Father, you pray and sanctify them in truth. I model it for them. And I pray, Father, they will be one as we are one. You and me and I and them. Perfected in unity. So a world would know that I was sent.
we've got this game that asks questions. And you know, you move around, you get the question right, you move around the board. Anyway, one of the questions was, how many days did Jonah spend in the big fish's tummy? And Lily, she's such a dad, she goes, give me options. <laughs> Every time, give me options. Is it A, B, or C? She's really jamming. She wins because she gets just the right thing. So I said, was it two, three, or four days, Lily? And then he goes, <laughs> and you know, it was, uh, it was, I think it was Danielle that said, just, my temptation was just to go keep, you know, roll the dice. I want to win the game. <laughs> and Danny said, I think, let's just stop and let's just sit and just let's think about that. Three days and nights and a big fish is coming and the guy lives. How on earth does that happen? Anyone tried it? What was he fed? Maybe a bit of room for the day. Well, that's a nice bit of fish. What are you eating? Tin can. Tin can. Think about it. Three days in a big fish's belly. And he lives. And he spits out. He goes, oh, better go on to the water, guy. God, guys, we worship what is possible in Him if we will all bow the knee and submit to the word of the cross and allow the cross to define our reality, our thinking, our hearts. We will become the church of Jesus of power and life and overcoming and freedom and joy and peace and righteousness. Anybody want that? If we do, it will cost you everything. But you get everything and more. Abundance. Don't we? He gave them more fish and more bread to make a point. It didn't go, oh, enough for you, Robert, enough for you, Dan. There was 12 bastards left over to make a point. He's phenomenal. So I ask you today, as a follower of Jesus, as a follower not a leader a follower I'm a follower just like you of the leader so I ask as a fellow follower can we follow the leader with everything and let's carry one another let's hold one another let's love one another let's appreciate what's on one another and seek to understand what's on one another so we can receive everything, amen? Otherwise, we will be this messed up, individualistic, fractured people. I God see He's sitting, He's looking for unity. He's coming, guys. He's coming. 